Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and today's show is about a used car that would be perfect as a first car for a new driver or would make an ideal second or third car for your family to run errands or take you and a friend and a full load of gear on a weekend adventure. I like to think of it as sort of the classic Swiss army knife of personal vehicles, but it's so much more than that. Now you may be thinking it must be an SUV, America's favorite vehicle for just about everything. But instead, it's from that class of cars that Americans seem to have forgotten. You know, the one that begins with an S? No, not sedans. I'm talking about the other S word. Station wagons. But not the monster variety. Instead, today's featured car is the sort of small, sporty wagon that was still available from U.S., European, and Japanese car makers back at the turn of the new millennium but has almost disappeared today, having been replaced by similar but slightly taller plastic fender-clad vehicles with goofy names like Outback, Sportback, Sport Touring Estate, or that catch-all name, The Crossover. But whatever you call it, this small five-door hatchback, or wagon, is a great vehicle, and I'll tell you what it is and why you might want one in just a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. Now, I think I know the reason why car makers are afraid to call their five-door hatchbacks station wagons. And you probably do, too. It's all because of that Clark Griswold character and his 1979 Ford LTD Country Squire wagon in the National Lampoon Vacation movies. That mile-long, wood-paneled, V8-powered, gas-guzzling behemoth is sort of the physical representation of both baby boomer excess and suburban melees from the 1970s and 80s. I mean, it screamed suburban dork, right? And the only thing more neutering than driving one of those wagons back in the day was driving a minivan. But driving a small, fun-to-drive sport wagon? Sport wagon, yeah. I like that. Let's call it a sport wagon. That is a whole different animal compared to driving one of those big 70s and 80s wagons. And it's something I don't think anyone should shy away from, especially today's better than new Focus vehicle, which is the 2002 through 2003 Mazda Protégé 5, a five-door hatchback that was affordable but reasonably well-appointed back in the day with standard features like air conditioning, cruise control, electric windows and locks, along with several desirable options including ABS with side airbags for the driver and front passenger, a six-disc in-dash CD changer, and leather seating. All this adds up to a stylish, sporty hatchback vehicle that's not only pleasant to be in and to look at, but it also offered an ideal combination of carrying capacity, convenience, fuel economy, and fun that's perfect for people of really any age who live an active lifestyle. So you might be wondering why this car was only available for two years if it was so great. Well, Mazda didn't make it available until the final two years of the Protégé run, and in 2004, Mazda replaced the Protégé and the Protégé 5 with the Mazda 3, a worthy evolution of their small sedan and sport wagon lineup. But today's episode is all about the Protégé 5, a car that's far greater than the sum of its parts. Okay, so what makes the Protégé 5 so great? Well, let's start with the styling. 
Now, for those of you who don't like wagons, you might imagine that this thing doesn't look good, but you would be wrong. This car has the sort of dimensions and details that made similar small European wagons like BMW's E46 3 Series Touring Wagon and Audi's second-gen A3 5-door Sportback look really, really great. Those were good-looking 5-door hatchbacks, or wagons, right? Now, from the front, the Protégé 5 starts with a deep air dam with integrated fog lights below the bumper. It's a look that's reminiscent of the front end of the Mazda Speed Protégé and the Protégé MP3 sedans. I covered the Mazda Speed Protégé back in episode 43, so be sure to check that out. Now, that MP3 Mazda Speed Protégé theme continues down the profile of the Protégé 5 with its body color matched lower side skirt. But once you get past the rear doors, it's all new. Instead of a rear windshield that angles down to the Protégé sedan's short trunk lid, the Protégé 5's roofline extends past the rear door in what appears visually to be a slight downward arc, bending into a small, tasteful spoiler located at the top of the rear hatch. It's a look that's sporty yet subtle and definitely not over the top. And speaking of the top, that's where you'll find roof rails and available crossbars that offer an easily accessible place for extras like a ski rack and skis, a surfboard, bicycles, a rocket box, or whatever else you can fit on top. And because it's a not-too-tall wagon, you can actually reach what's on top without having to bring a ladder along. Now inside, the positive review continues with an interior that's functional and efficient with everything you need and nothing you don't. It's not fancy, but it's complete and quite attractive for a car at this price point. Now, as mentioned earlier, the Protégé 5 came with standard air conditioning, power windows and locks, and cruise control. A sunroof was optional for those wanting to let in more sun, but it did take away some headroom. Now, seat surfaces for most Protégé 5s were covered in a durable, soft, velour-like material that's really kind of worn well over time. I'm actually pretty impressed with it when I see these cars. Now, leather was available too, but no matter what material covered the seats, every Protégé 5 offered comfortable seating for four, but can hold five people in a pinch. However, that extra passenger is probably going to want to get out after about 15 minutes of uncomfortable travel. I mean, it's not big in the back, so keep that in mind. Now, that said, the driver will always be the happiest person in a Protégé 5, with its handsome cockpit featuring white gauge faces easy-to-use controls, and an attractive and sporty three-spoke steering wheel. The driver's seat raises the bar even further by offering an array of manual knobs and levers to get the rake, tilt, and height just right for a spirited drive down a windy road. It's a great seat. It's very adjustable. In the times that I've driven Protégé 5s, I was able to get really comfortable in the car, so I think you're going to like it too. Now, forward motivation in the Protégé 5 is handled by either a standard 5-speed manual transmission or a 4-speed automatic. But I think you'll want the manual to make the most of the Protégé 5's limited power. Which brings up the notion that the Protégé 5 is not a numbers car. And its numbers, such as they are on paper at least, don't make a great case for the Protégé 5. Horsepower from the 2-liter 4-cylinder engine is only 130 with 135 pound-feet of torque. And when it's pushing around about uh, 2,700, maybe 2,750 pounds of a sport wagon, that's not a lot. 
zero to 60 times for the Protégé 5, or kind of right around, you know, high eight second to low nine second range. Let's just call it nine seconds. And the quarter mile times are about 17 seconds, but that's about it. And that's about what you would expect from, say, a first year Miata with the 1.6 liter four cylinder engine. But like the early Miata, which is not quick, by the way, the Protégé 5 has an engine that loves to rev and a transmission that's a joy to shift. And when you add everything up, it's the way the Protégé 5's chassis, engine, and transmission work together to provide a sporty driving experience that truly defines the Protégé 5 and makes it more than the sum of its parts. It's a car that delivers on the promise of providing you with a fun and entertaining drive every time you get behind the wheel. Now, I'm not suggesting this front-wheel drive five-door hatchback is an actual replacement for a small, light, rear-wheel drive sports car like the Miata. But the fact that owners could take along a few friends and their gear while still being able to enjoy that Mazda zoom-zoom performance feeling made the Protégé 5 kind of a suitable replacement, at least on days when owners wanted to carry extra people and extra gear. Okay, so I think the Protégé 5 is great, but what do owners actually think? People who actually, you know, have owned the car for five years, ten years, maybe even since new. Well, I tracked down multiple online reviews from Edmunds and from Cars.com, and basically, in a word, people who own the Protégé 5 love it. They love their Protégé 5s. Let me just read you some of the comments. Okay, this first one, the title is Great Practical Car. This car is so fun to drive. It feels fast even at lower speeds and handles great. It's still a joy to drive with the automatic transmission. This is an extremely practical car, great for everyday commutes or for first-time drivers. This car is also very reliable and running great after 11 years. I mean, that kind of sums it up right there, but there's a lot more. Here's another one. Great, reliable, versatile, fun-to-drive car. That's the title. I got this car in 2005 and have loved every mile I have driven it. While it's only a four-cylinder, two-liter, the Protégé 5 definitely doesn't slack on pickup. That's a weird way of saying it's quicker than you think. But anyway, here's one. Awesome little car. Now, we've had this car for seven years and 105,000 miles. We like how it looks, drives, and handles. It's been very reliable, very practical. It's sporty and involving. The five-speed drivetrain is responsive. It's a bit noisy, but not bad. Mileage is 28 miles per gallon mixed. Ride is firm and responsive. The 195-width tires are not common, but 205s are easy to find. Oh, and by the way, this is my comment. Uh, you can find tires for these on TireRack.com or some other online retailers, so it's not difficult to find them. Uh, they go on to say that reliability is outstanding. The interior fits like a glove. Mazda knows sports ergonomics. It has supportive seats. Build quality is great. No loose trim, no leaks, no suspension wearing out problems, yada, yada, yada. They love the car. And they end with, overall, for the money, you can get more miles per gallon, more space, more cush, but you will not get more combined fun and practicality. I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, here's another one. The title is Lucky to Own One. A fun car to drive, looks sporty, grips the road, and handles the curves with precision. Responsive steering, peppy engine, but could have a little bit more power. Okay, I agree with that. Still on mine, 17 years and 250,000 miles later. Very reliable car and low maintenance cost. Only came out for 2002 and 2003 model years. Get your hands on a low mileage one and get to experience the thrills of a sports-minded vehicle. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, that was from Maritas Express from New York. This is on cars.com. I uh, gave it a five-star review. Here's another five-star review. This is from February 15th, 2021, cars.com. It's Yes Films from St. Peter's, Florida. Here's what they have to say. I bought this car in April 2003, brand new. I regret not getting it in manual, but I can't complain. Florida is hot most of the year, and a working AC is a must. I've never had to do anything to this car's AC in 18 years, and it still blows cold air. The moonroof sunroof has never leaked water and works as good as the first day. In reality, I've only done tires with rotation and alignment and balance, a couple of batteries, air filters, oil changes, and one radiator. The cargo space has been great for my wife and I. Even on a couple of occasions when we had to go to Ikea, we were able to fold the rear seats and fit everything. If you're fortunate enough to buy one of these used with low miles and from a person that treated it well, you'll never regret purchasing it. And they put never in all caps. And again, that was from somebody who bought the car new, a brand new 2003. And they still had it at least as of February 15th, 2021. So, wow. I mean, really, wow. I mean, I could go on and on, you know, love it, best ever, perfect sporty car for errands and adventures. The headlines kind of explain the whole thing. But here's here's another thing that's kind of cool. And I really don't see this in very many cars, almost never. So for Edmonds, go back to their reviews, out of 234 reviews, 80% were five-star reviews and 18% were four-star reviews. That means 98% were either a four or five-star review. I mean, that's crazy unheard of. You don't see that typically. And it continues with the 2003. Out of 304 reviews total, 84% were a five-star review and 13% were a four-star review. So again, it's like 97%, four or five stars. The bottom line is people who've owned or still own a Protégé 5, they love them. I mean, they really love these cars and there's a good reason for that. It's the fact that they're great. (laughs) on so many levels. Again, they're fun to drive. They handle well. They're not super fast, but overall they can kind of do it all. Sort of that Swiss army knife thing, but still, I mean, joy is at the top of the list. Now, if you want even more positive opinions, I'm going to post in the show notes, a link to a car and driver retro review of the Protégé 5. It's complete with some Mazda Zoom Zoom commercial footage from back in the day. And the host, (laughs) I swear, is a knockoff of Will Ferrell's Anchorman character, Ron Burgundy. Hey, if Ron Burgundy thinks the Protégé 5 is great, then it must be right. You stay classy, Protégé 5. Anyway, check it out. It's in the show notes. So if I've convinced you that a Protégé 5 is worth a look, or maybe even worth buying, What should you look for? Well, now, these have worn well over time, so there aren't a lot of problem areas other than things that typically wear out just with use. Like one person said they had to put a radiator in it. Uh, They've gone through tires and brakes. uh, Things that are going to wear out. Um, I haven't really found any major, major issues with these cars. They're kind of a bulletproof car. Remember, it was a car that came at the very end of the Protégé run, and typically cars that are at the end of a series tend to be the best. So, assuming they're reliable, you want to start with things that are pretty common on any used car. Like, you want to find a car with low miles. Under 100,000 miles if you can, but that's going to be tough because these are about 20 years old. You want minimal owners, one or two. You know, I mentioned that one posting on cars.com where they bought the car in 2003 and still were loving it 18, 19 years later in 2019. So that's a car that you might want to buy if you could buy it from a person like that. 
You want a car that's had consistent maintenance with service records for proof. Again, it's going to come from probably the minimal owner set. Ideally, you'd get a car with no accidents. However, at this point in time, 20 years, you could easily have some fender bender type stuff, low speed accidents. You know, they're not doing any major damage. It's just cosmetic. Uh, So I would try to avoid anything major on the rebuild side. But I saw one the other day posted that had low miles, well under 100,000 miles. The car had been totaled. It had a rebuilt title. However, it doesn't take much at this age to total a car like this. So it might be worth looking at. Just, you know, FYI, you might want to think about that. Normally, I say avoid rebuilt titles. Certainly avoid salvage titles like something that's been through a flood. Uh, Look out for cars from Florida. Saltwater and cars don't really mix, so watch out for that. But a rebuilt title might be okay if there's proof of minimal damage and the repair was done professionally. I'm talking about cars that might have been hit recently in the last couple of years. Uh, the car valuation based on an insurance company is not going to be much, you know, three, $4,000 at the most. So it doesn't take much damage to total a car like that. So keep that in mind. Also, you're going to want to look for Protégé 5s with recent major service already completed. If the current owner has already done, you know, brakes and tires and a timing belt, hey, you got a car that's going to run for a long time without major service, or should. Now, again, older cars can have a problem at any time, but the big things, if they're already out of the way, you want to look for that, all right? I would also say if you can find it, find one that's got that ABS with side airbags option, It's not common. You don't see it often. But if it has ABS, that's a nice feature to have. You know, that's so you can just smash the brakes and the anti-lock keeps the tires from skidding. It will stop the car as quickly as possible on a wet paved road. You know, it's going to be driven by your kids, let's say. Uh, That's a good option to have. Also nice to have the side airbags. And finally, I would suggest getting a manual. You don't have to. These things work fine with the automatic. And for an in-town car, that would be fine. Uh, for what you're going to be using it for. You'll get the most out of the engine with the manual, so that would be my choice, but the automatic would be fine. So either way, go for it. All right, next up, how much should you pay? What do I think you should be paying for a Protégé 5? And again, these are only available for two years, 2002, 2003. I would say in the $2,000 to $4,000 range, you may find some decent options with higher miles and eh, probably some issues. Occasionally, you'll find a good car for right around a $4,000 price range, but I'm going to say that's going to be tougher between $2,000 and $4,000. Now, between $4,000 and $6,000, you're going to find good, solid examples with reasonable miles, and you're going to find cars that you probably want to buy, okay? I would certainly be looking in that range But the best examples with low miles that, uh, you know, maybe one or two owners, all their maintenance, maybe had recent maintenance done, those are going to be somewhere between six dollars and $8,000. If you look up the pricing on, say, NADA, the NADA is the National Automobile Dealers Association website. You can look up car valuations there. You can also go to Kelly Blue Book, kbb.com. They're going to show the valuation on these cars as being lower. So if you're going to try and negotiate with somebody on the Kelly Blue Book price, that's not necessarily the price people were paying for these cars. Someone who's taken good care of their car will probably ask more, especially in this current environment where used cars are inflated in price, and they're probably going to get their price. You know, you can take the chance and wait a week, two weeks, make them an offer, see if they come down. 
It's a possibility, but you're probably going to find that the prices are higher than what you might see on Kelly Blue Book. So just keep that in mind. Now, what if a Protégé 5 isn't exactly what you're looking for? What are some of the other affordable front-wheel drive sport wagon options or five-door hatchback options that you have available that are similar to the Protégé 5? Well, I would say the 2004 and later Mazda 3 five-door, okay, that's the, you know, it's like a small wagon. That five-door Mazda 3, that's a great car. Now, they're going to be more expensive as you go up in years and they go down in miles. So keep that in mind. And if you like that body style better, go for it. But I really like the Protégé 5. I like the look. I like sort of the sporting intention of it. So that's why I'm recommending this car today. Also, you could look at the Ford Focus SVT or the SVT Focus, depending on how you want to say it. That was available from 2002 through 2004. I reviewed that car about a year ago in episodes 17 and 18. So check that out if you're interested. Those are great cars. I highly recommend them. Uh, they're more rare, I think, than the Protégé 5. But, you know, those are great cars. So if you find one, that's a great option as well. And finally, there's the Twins, the Pontiac Vibe, and the Toyota Matrix. Those were available in a front-wheel drive five-door hatchback. You could also get all-wheel drive in that car, which was not available in the Protégé 5. And you could get a high-revving version of it. I forget what they call it, maybe the GTS. It's got the same engine that came in the Toyota Celica GTS. I think it makes 170 horsepower. But kind of an interesting car sort of in the same horsepower range as the Focus SVT. So check those out. Those are great cars as well. But again, I highly recommend the 2002 through 2003 Protégé 5 from Mazda. So if you're a new driver looking for a fun-to-drive first car with excellent handling, an engine that loves to rev, and enough space to haul yourself plus three other people and their gear for a reasonable price, or if you're looking for a second or third car with good fuel economy that's ideal for commuting or as a backup car, then the 2002 through 2003 Mazda Protégé 5 should be on your shortlist. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Better Than New. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs available at a price you'll love. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.